Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's Natalia and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. I did not expect to take this big of a break and it was totally unintentional, but I was out of town pretty much like all of September and I just didn't have the time to pre-record things. I really wanted to, but things got really, really hectic in my personal life as well, so I just wasn't able to and now it is October and I'm finally getting back to this, but Obviously, I wanted to kick off this episode with just talking about like New York Fashion Week, all the behind the scenes, all the questions that you guys had because I had you guys send in questions on my Instagram so that I could answer them because I've been getting a lot of just questions about how I did it and how it worked and just like results and things like that. So I really wanted to unpack all of that in this episode. If you haven't watched the actual behind the scenes series that I did on my YouTube channel, then you definitely should. I put so much work into that series and I really love it, Um, especially the actual like day of behind the scenes video. I put so much work into that one and It's one of the lesser viewed ones, but I thought it would be one of the more viewed ones, but it's really, really good. Obviously, the first half of it, I am talking a lot through it and just like my emotions and how I'm feeling about it, but the actual half of it where I'm at the show is really, really cool, and I basically had one of my friends just follow me around and record me the entire day so that you guys could really get a feel of like what it was like being there. It's not really me vlogging as much as it is kind of just me being followed around, so you can kind of like feel the energy and like the vibes of just what it was like to actually be running the show. So it was really, really cool, but we're gonna backtrack um, and kind of just talk about it. So I did, like I said, get questions from you guys. So I'm gonna pull those up. And yeah, it feels really good to be back on the podcast. I've really missed it, I'm not gonna lie. Um, But yeah, I just like hadn't felt super inspired for it and I didn't want to like push myself to like do it and obviously I was really busy and yeah, just life got really hectic. So that being said, let's get into these questions. So the first question is, how did you organize the whole thing? What are the steps from finding a venue, inviting people, etc.? So I obviously like showed the entire process in the behind the scenes videos that I did, especially like the first logistics one that I did. I shared a lot of that and then um, another one in between there that was a logistics one also, but essentially I looked for venues on Peerspace, which is a website where you can rent out spaces, um, and you can, I mean, they have a bunch of things from, like, photo shoot spaces to, you know, venues for events to, like, pop-up shops, whatever, there's just, people can rent out their venues. So I was looking on there just to see if there was anything pretty much left because I'm sure a lot of people do the same thing for New York Fashion Week. So I was like looking at it in July, which was, you know, two months before New York Fashion Week. So I was like, I'm pretty sure people have probably like booked things already because this is like sort of last minute to be doing it. But luckily I found this really, really beautiful venue and it was booked for the weekend for New York Fashion Week, but it wasn't booked on Monday night, which is why I ended up doing my show on a Monday night rather than like on the weekend. I would have preferred for it to be over the weekend, um, but it just so happened that I, you know, 
wasn't early enough to booking it. So I ended up booking it for Monday night, which it was still part of Fashion Week. Fashion Week isn't just the weekend. It's, you know, a full week. So it was still within the calendar dates of New York Fashion Week. But I just know that most people like to go over the weekend more than during the week. But I ended up booking it for Monday night. And uh, the things that I looked for in a venue was enough to hold like around 200 people at least because I knew that there was going to be a good amount of people that were just like models, designers, photographers, like people that weren't going to be buying a ticket to get in. So I wanted to make sure that I still had enough room for enough people to buy tickets to then make the money back for the venue because it was an expensive venue. I think I paid a little over like $3,000 for the venue that day. So it was a lot of money to be making back. And obviously I rented this out in July and I wasn't going to be probably seeing ticket sales till like late August, early September. So it was kind of a huge investment in terms of like I put that on my credit card. Obviously I didn't just have like $3,000 to throw, but it was like an investment that I was like, I really need to pay this credit card back. So I really hope that it all works out. And it did, thank God. But it was a very risky thing. I like it maybe doesn't sound like a lot to somebody else, but as somebody who like just moved to LA is now paying obviously so much more just to live and like putting that kind of like credit on my card was just a lot, but um, it was a risk that I wanted to take and it went well. But um, the way that I kind of did it so that I would also be able to be paying it off is that um, the designers did pay me to be there, but I didn't really charge them very much. So for background, I personally have done a show before at New York Fashion Week. I did one last year through a different company and I was charged a pretty hefty amount comparatively. Granted, that amount compared to like doing other shows was a lot less. Like I know that there's like runway 27 or something like that. And I want to say like the norm is usually like $5,000 up to do a show with somebody else because obviously you're paying them to get the models and the makeup and the hair and all you have to do is like show up with your designs. Um, But that is a lot of money for an independent designer, somebody who's just starting out. Like $5,000 is a hefty amount for somebody who's just starting off. So my point with doing New York Fashion Week was like I wanted to make it accessible to the designers because it is so hard to get a show and to be able to do that kind of thing because it's so expensive and I wouldn't have even been able to pay that much to do a show either especially when you don't know if you're getting a return on it or anything so knowing how much the industry kind of charges and how much I was previously charged which was less than that but still felt like a lot considering like the return or whatever and then having just all that knowledge, I was like, okay, I obviously do need to charge the designers because I am putting on like a service for them. So they are paying me for the service. Part of me like felt bad because I'm friends with some of them, obviously. And I just was like, I feel weird charging my friends, but everybody was actually like very on board with it. Nobody like questioned it, which thank God. Um, But I just felt really weird about it because I am friends with them. But basically, like, they are paying me to obviously, like, run all the logistics. All they had to do was make clothing and show up, pretty much. So, at the end of the day, they are paying me for a service. So, that's the way that I like to view it. But, I don't know, part of me just always feels bad charging people, even though I know it's a business and that's how things work. So, I charged the designers, I think, 300-ish 
$350, maybe $350, whatever, um, just to be there, which really isn't a lot. And maybe I should have charged a little more, but to be honest, because it was my first show and I had no expectations of how it would go, I didn't want to like overcharge and then under deliver. So because it was my first show, I was like, I'm not going to overcharge anything. I just want to do this really accessibly. I want it to be um, something that like if it doesn't do too well, like it wasn't this huge investment for them. And obviously moving forward, seeing that it was a success, I will be charging more just because now I have that under my belt and I feel like I can now prove that I'm worth more because I did pull it off. But because this was just very like first time thing, I didn't charge too much for them to be there. So anyway, that being said, they did all pay me. Um, so that was the first way I was able to pay a decent chunk of that um, initial investment for the venue. And yeah, that's how that played off. Um, I feel like I'm definitely like just going way out of where the question was. The question was like, how did I like book the venue or whatever? But um, I feel like a lot of you are probably interested in this anyway, so I'm going to like continue. But yeah, so that's how that played off. And then I did have a couple people do pop-ups there and they also paid me to be there at the pop-up. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of where I got money there. And then the rest of the money to pay back the venue and everything else was through ticket sales. And again, I feel weird about like, charging people money or like making money off of this but at the same time it's like I spent two months building this whole show up and doing all of the work and you know getting it all figured out so obviously I did make a profit off of the ticket sales as well as obviously paying back the venue but it wasn't like a crazy crazy number or anything um and I think that again next time I do this I would like to see a bigger profit because I did put in just so many hours of work that if I were to like, you know, divide the amount of hours of work by the amount of money that I made, it really wouldn't be paying me very much at all. So that's something that I need to consider for next time. But um, yeah, everything was just very first time basis. So I didn't want to go crazy. But yeah, in terms of inviting people, which was also part of the question that I just totally spaced on, I reached out to some influencers. Most of them actually didn't get back to me. I think I got like three or four that I personally invited that did actually show up, which was really exciting. But I just like cold emailed them and I was like, hey, I'm a sustainable designer, you know, slightly introduce myself, nothing crazy. And I sent them all like a little PowerPoint presentation type thing, um, kind of explaining who was going to be there, the amount of people, the venue, um, just what they could expect. So they're not just coming into something like blindly, because I feel like when you get a random email from like some random independent designer person, maybe it would be a little weird. So I wanted to make sure it felt legit for them. I, you know, kind of shared everything and then they ended up coming, which was really good. But I had a lot of people not ever respond or not come or a lot of people that were invited that didn't come that told me they would be there. And so, you know, you do have to kind of just play around with that. But anyway, I'm going to move on to the next question because I really rambled on that one, but I figured that was probably an interesting one anyway. The next question is, was it costly to launch the fashion show, which I guess I kind of went into, but I knew that a lot of people were asking for the financial aspect, so I figured I might as well just go into that. But yeah, so like I said, the venue is probably the most expensive part of it. Granted, I'm also not factoring in like my flight to New York, my travel accommodations, uh, the food, whatever. I'm not factoring any of that in, which is also a really big expense. But I'm just talking about the, the solely the show itself. Um, yeah, it was pretty much just the venue. I also did hire through the venue the bartender that was there and then also the security guard that we got. So that was through the venue, but that was 
within the price. I really don't remember like how much it was. I know it was over 3000 but I can't tell you exactly. But that was my biggest expense. Um, some other expenses included making little like VIP wristbands for our VIP guests, getting things printed out, making the little like cards that I put into the VIP bags. I also got like model bags for their heads so that we wouldn't get makeup on things. And I think there was a few other things. I also did offer a e-commerce shoot for all the designers, but only Veronica ended up pulling through with it. But only Veronica ended up being um, the only other designer that wanted to do it. So I did also pay for that and offered it as part of the whole thing, um, which was like 200-ish dollars on top of that to rent out like a studio. And luckily, like so, so luckily, everybody that was there was volunteer based. And I made that very clear for everybody. And to be honest, it's not that weird to do that for a fashion show. Like New York Fashion Week, majority of people that work it are volunteers. So it isn't really that weird of a concept. But if I could pay people, like if I had all the money in the world to pay people, I would be paying everybody to be there. But obviously like it just wasn't in my margins to like pay anybody to be there. So all the models were volunteer based and a lot of them, it was actually their first like fashion weeks or their first time like doing a runway show. So the way that I like to view it is that it really is like an exposure thing slash a portfolio thing for all of us. So obviously them being there for me helps me because people can see them in my clothes, but also them being there helps them because now they have this portfolio that they can show like the next runway shows that they do or agencies or whatever and be like, I've done this show, like this is my walk from it, this is, you know, pictures from it, whatever. So it does help them in that kind of way. And hopefully if, you know, everybody, anybody was there at my show that does also fashion or needs models at any point in time, like obviously I've tagged them in absolutely everything. So hopefully like people will reach out to them. So it really was just a whole like community thing of just like helping each other out in every aspect. Same for the photographers. Everybody was there um, volunteer based. But again, that helps their portfolios. And a lot of people just like to come and shoot it. Obviously, it gives them a free ticket in. So I did have, you know, people do that, videographers as well. So everybody that was there was volunteer based because if I would have paid everybody, I would have been in debt. Um, so yeah, that would be a huge factor of cost, but it's just a really cool thing when you can find people that are willing to help. And obviously like I'm willing to help them in any way that I can and give them any exposure I can, any opportunities that I see that they would be good for, I would hope to be able to pass it on to them. And I hope that at some point in time, like when I am able to pay people and be there financially, like I would hit them all up again and be able to like give that back. So that's how it ran that way because I did get asked about that as well. Um, so overall, I would say like the show was expensive to produce as one person like putting it on as like a 22 year old who just moved to LA and is like barely making it by, it was expensive to put on. But comparatively to maybe other shows, it was probably one of the more inexpensive shows just because I was able to have so many people be willing to help. And yeah, it just, it ran pretty smoothly and the venue had all the chairs that we needed and all that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, it just, we didn't like hire like a DJ or anybody. We had Veronica's boyfriend do the music for us and just like, it was very much like we were all helping each other. So overall, not expensive comparatively to the rest of fashion week, but still expensive just as one person trying to put it on. So that's how that went. Um, 
and we were able to get some sponsored drinks. We had Mayowell um, prebiotic drinks, which I will link them down below so you guys can check them out because they're really great. Um, and everybody loved those. We also had wine that was sent in to us from Tracy's parents because they work in that industry. So they sent over some wines for us for our VIP guests. So that was also nice to have. And then I had Rebrand Skincare send some stuff for the VIP goodie bags. Um, and yeah, I just was very communal is how it felt. So not as expensive as maybe other shows, but still expensive for me personally. The next question is, what part were you the most excited for before going and any surprises you didn't expect? To be honest, I was most excited to just like actually be there with everybody and to actually just like do the show, which sounds dumb, but I feel like two months of like planning it and being on emails with people and just like calls with people makes it seem like so not real, but then actually being able to be like in the hotel room doing the fittings and like having so many people in this little room and like models trying on this and models walking in the hallways of the like hotel room and like just all this stuff was so just like everything I've ever wanted my life to be and more and it just was very fulfilling to be on that back end of fashion because I think previously I've always felt like very like um just like out of place in fashion in terms of like I've never been invited to like shows or been on that side of like people like loving my outfits because I'm not the type to like dress up super crazy or have this like crazy personal style or you know be a super like fashion influencer or anything like that like I'm just not that person so I've never been like part of that side of fashion week that I see so many of like my friends be a part of but then being able to experience fashion week from the back end and being in those like super chaotic situations and like just like being able to like work with all these other creatives and see what they're doing and like meeting with all the designers like in person was so so cool especially because I had been friends with a few of them for so long or like Rachel that I went to school with we went to FIT together like hadn't seen her in like two years or more maybe so it was just really cool to reconnect with everybody and just like be in person doing the things I love because so much of my career and the things I do in fashion are just me by myself in my apartment. So it was just really, really nice to be able to do what I do, but also do it with a bunch of people and just like have that community vibe. So I really, really enjoyed all of that. The show itself just went so smoothly. I feel like the whole, like all the vibes were just really great. Everybody that was there was just so great to work with. And I'm just like so grateful it could not have been any better. So um, that's what I was most excited about and surprises that I didn't expect. I don't think there were too many surprises that I didn't expect. Um, I did have a few models drop like the day before or two days before, but I wouldn't say that I didn't expect it because I did expect it because that is like a weirdly common thing for models to do. So uh, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh my God, I did not see that one coming because I definitely did see that one coming and I was prepped and we figured it out but yeah that would be my only like big unexpected thing but other than that I really do think everything ran pretty smoothly and I'm like really proud of how it all went so nothing too crazy there. The next question is do you think your goals and intentions for New York Fashion Week were realized now that it is all said and done and I actually do think so. I think mostly yes, maybe a little bit no. If you're on the video portion of this, don't mind the lighting. It is such a gloomy day. It's literally in the morning right now and it's like such a gloomy day. So I'm sorry that it's kind of whack, but I do think my expectations were met in terms of like, I expected to have a sold out show. I expected it to, you know, run smoothly. 
And it did. I did have a sold out show, which was really crazy. I did have obviously like a full house and things went really well in that aspect of things, which was, I think, maybe the more difficult part of it or the part that I was most scared about is like not selling enough tickets or whatever. But that part of it was great. I loved the collection. I loved the energy that was created backstage with everybody that was working there, which was also something that I really wanted because obviously because I wasn't paying anybody, I didn't want it to feel like a really harsh environment where people felt like exploited in some sort of way or felt like they weren't being valued. I really wanted like the models to feel really comfortable and like, you know, enjoy the entire day and entire process of being there. The makeup artists were incredible and they made all the models feel so beautiful and I feel like they had really great vibes as well. All the photographers were also really cool and were really great about getting like cool behind the scenes shots during the show, whatever. And I feel like they all got along really well and became friends too, which was really cool. Um, And even like the designers, I wanted everybody to make sure that they felt like they got enough out of the show. And I I do hope that everybody felt that way because they did pay to be there. So I like want to make sure that they felt like they got something out of it. Um, And I feel like generally everybody was just very grateful to be there. And I got so much really great feedback from just people that were working it. Um, Even the host of the venue, the guy who I rented the venue from, he was actually there at the show as well. And he, you know, um, I didn't personally get this conversation with him, but one of the other designers was talking to him and then, you know, told me this. But basically they told me that this guy has seen so many shows at that weekend because, you know, fashion week, whatever. And he said that ours was one of the like most well-produced ones and like more smooth running ones. And also that the designs were some of the best designs that he had seen. So made me feel really good that even him, who obviously has seen so many shows at his venue, um, thought that it was a really great production. So feel really good about how that went. The only thing that I think I expected more from was the content for New York Fashion Week. I really thought that my social media posts about it would do better. I really thought my YouTube series of it would do better. Not that they did poorly, but they kind of just did the same as all my other posts or like all my other videos. And I really expected this to be kind of like a just a cooler thing that people would respond more to online. So that was the only thing that I was a little disappointed by is the fact that none of my videos like really popped off about it or in my posts. So that didn't do too well. And then also sales. Um, I did get sales at the pop-up that we did at the show. Um, Weirdly enough, I think pop-ups have actually done really well for me recently. I don't know if it's something about being able to see the clothes in person that makes people want to buy it more or whatever, but I did sell things there. But Sales of the collection post show were not as high as I expected them to be either, but I do think that has to do with a lot of other factors. The economy is a huge factor in that right now. You know, most businesses aren't selling very much in general, so it's not like a just me thing, but I was also in Spain when I launched the collection because unfortunately my grandpa passed away the day of my show. Um, So I ended up going to Spain right after New York, which I obviously didn't like post about or anything because I wasn't there for funsies. But um, yeah, it just I was I launched the collection while I was in Spain. And I don't know, maybe just like not being in the US affected, you know, the reach of it or something or something, because sometimes like your video will get pushed to whatever area you're in a little bit more. So maybe that was a factor. I don't know. There's just a lot of things. So didn't get as many sales as I had hoped for. Um, so that was a downfall. 
as well, but I'd say overall it was a success and I felt really, really good about it. And I know the other designers did too. And the models, like after the show, we had a little, I had a little like group chat with them just, you know, to let them know about timings and things like that. And they all were like texting in it being like, oh my gosh, this was like one of the most fun shows we've done. Like, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Like just being so kind about it and that is all I could ever ask for at the end of the day and especially because I know some of those models did get paid to walk at certain shows and the fact that they like did mine for free just meant a lot. I had two of the very last models that we got because the other two had dropped um, were like models that have done so so much, had done a bunch of other shows, had most definitely gotten paid to do stuff but I when I was on the phone with them just being like hey we're doing a fitting like today like on Sunday and like the show's tomorrow like would you be available and one of them was just like you just sound like such a sweet person like I would love we'd love to do this and I was like that's just the nicest thing ever and like later on they texted me like hey is this a paid opportunity and I you know transparently I was like no it's not like I'm you know self-funding this entire show um, I totally understand if that's not something you can do I will not be offended like obviously free work is you know, not for everybody and not everybody can give their time like that. But they were like, no, like we'd love to, like we've loved the designs and the designers that we're walking for and everything. So it was just really cool to see everybody support each other in that kind of way. And that's all I could ever ask for and more. So in that aspect, it was everything I could have ever wanted. Um, so yeah. The next question is what was the toughest part of it all? I think the hardest part was just getting over the the thought of like I don't know what I'm doing because I feel like the entire time that I was like making this and like making all these like spreadsheets and emailing everybody I'm like I like who gave me the right to do this like why do I think I know what I'm doing who who's to say that this is gonna actually go well like I felt like I was hyping up this event so much for obviously like the models that were gonna be there and the people that sent over like, you know, the drink sponsorships and things like that. And I was like, what if this actually doesn't do well? Like I have no credibility in terms of like knowing if an event is going to do well at all, but I'm out here pushing it. And mentally it was a lot to get over. Just like, I know what I'm doing. I am doing well at this and this is going to go well. Like, I think it's just so hard, especially when so many people are kind of like relying on you, even ticket wise. I'm like, those were expensive tickets. VIP was 75 and regular admissions was 50. Like that's not just like some cheap little ticket. So I was like, I really want to make sure I deliver because all these designers are relying on me to bring in people. Um, all these sponsors are also relying on me to, you know, bring people to their brands and stuff. I have all these people that are paying like a good amount of money to spend their night with us. And like, I want to make sure it's worth it for absolutely everybody, especially everybody who like, wasn't even getting paid like models spent like hours there with us not getting paid and I'm, I want to make sure everything is worth it for everyone and I think a lot of that was just like a mental thing of like figuring out that I I am worthy of all of it and I do know what I'm doing and I think a lot of it also comes from being so young and having started my business and everything so young I always feel like I'm still 20 and I'm obviously not like I'm about to be 23 next week so it's like clearly I have grown I've matured and I've been in the space for a little bit longer but I always feel like I'm so new to the space and like so new to working and so new to 
this whole thing that I feel like I belittle myself a lot whereas I shouldn't and like I did pull it off and it did work out and like I feel like a lot of the struggle of doing things like this is just like the mentality behind it and being able to you know actually push through and be like I am worthy of this like I do know what I'm doing and like it's going to be good because I know what I'm doing and I've organized this well and like you know I'm not too young to be doing this or whatever so yeah I think the toughest part was just that um other than that it was pretty easy to actually get models I literally just did like a TikTok casting call and got hundreds of emails literally hundreds of emails photographers was also easy to get so many people like want to help at those shows so getting the people wasn't hard the designers weren't hard to get either because I'm friends with most of them and just like generally speaking getting people there was not difficult but it was just like my own mental struggle that I think was the most difficult part of it and then obviously doing that all alone because I wasn't I don't have like an assistant or like somebody that works with me to like bounce ideas off of and be like is this a good idea should I do it this way should I not like it was all just like me thinking like oh I think this should work like I think this would be good so yeah just kind of believing in myself and trusting myself of knowing that I do know what I'm doing was I think the hardest part. The next question is another one that I've gotten a lot is was my event part of the official fashion week or did I just take part during fashion week and did I have to like register to be part of fashion week whatever and no I was not part of the official fashion week schedule and I never intended to be. I don't know if you have to register to be a part of that or if you know once your event gets big enough you kind of just naturally fall into it or whatever but a lot of brands and people will have shows during fashion week but it's not related to the like official schedule and that's a very normal thing so that's kind of what I did I just had a show during fashion week because obviously the hype is there and everybody's there for it so it's just a the best time of year to do it but not at all part of the actual New York fashion week schedule or anything but I don't even think it matters that much like I don't care to be on the official like schedule because I still had a sold out show. I still had a successful show. I still loved the experience and you know, I still had a sold out show in New York. You know, it's like regardless whether it's during fashion week or not, it's like still had a sold out fashion show in New York City. So like it wasn't part of the schedule, but um, yeah, still great. The next question is, did you work with some event planning agency or did you do everything yourself? And obviously I feel like I've answered this at this point, but I did do it all myself. No event planning agency. I was the event planning agency. I think that at the end of the day, if you are the type of person that is very organized and is very type A about things, you can probably do it yourself. But I know that there's a lot of designers that lean more towards the creative and maybe aren't super organized that would maybe need the help. But personally, I think that I just am a very organized person and I like to kind of like figure things out and like problem solve and like I like the chaos behind all of it so I wanted to plan it myself like it didn't feel stressful to plan it myself because I was like oh like I just have to do this this and this but I know there's people out there that maybe don't lean that way so maybe you would need somebody to help you out but personally I did it myself also because financially it just made more sense I think a lot of people assume that it's just like, oh, why don't you just get help in this, help in that? I'm like, you know, it's expensive to hire people. Like at the end of the day, I do most things that I do by myself because financially it makes more sense for me and because I don't have the budget to hire anybody to help. So I have to do things myself. So it's not always that I want to do things myself, but a lot of times it's I have to do things myself because I have no other choice. So did it all myself and it worked out. Does that mean that anybody could do it themselves? I don't think so because I don't think everybody is 
you know, thinking the same way and equally organized. But I think that the way my brain works, I knew that I would be okay doing it and I was. So that's that. The next question is, how did you organize sound, lights, logistics in general? To be honest, I didn't even think about sound or lights or anything until the day of when we were actually at the venue. Obviously, the guy that has the venue has done a lot of these shows, so he told us, you know, how he like pretty much set it up and told us this is how most people do it when they're here. And we're like, cool, that works. It sounds like a great setup. So we did it that way. As far as like music, I had a general playlist for just like vibes for when people were coming in when it was like the after show whatever of just like popular music to just have as background but in terms of like music for the show itself I told all the designers to choose their own runway music and send it over to me I personally found my music on epidemic sound because it is the copyright free music like website that I use for YouTube and I wanted to make sure my music was copyright free so I could upload it to YouTube with the original sound so that's what I did and I know a couple other designers also did that but um, for example like Veronica her boyfriend like makes music so he made like a song for her show which was really cool so she had that. Um, I had Rachel use an instrumental track of Taylor Swift's Cardigan so everybody kind of had a different vibe but I just let everybody choose it because like even that just says in itself that the music was very varied so like for me I wanted something like upbeat and like kind of like sexy and fun whereas like Rachel wanted that more like slower pace because her collection was inspired by just like Taylor Swift's like folklore and evermore and that kind of vibe so she wanted something slower so I didn't want to just choose generic runway music that's like super upbeat for everybody because it didn't match everyone's vibe so I let everybody choose their own vibe and then they just sent it over to me and then like I said I had Veronica's boyfriend just like do the music which really just meant like starting and stopping things when necessary and just like you know um fading in and out the volume when needed so it wasn't anything crazy I literally just had my laptop with like apple music pulled up and that was it so nothing crazy there and then there was a microphone already at the venue and the guy told us how to set it up and that's what I used to talk and that was pretty much it and the last question that I'm going to answer is what would you do different next time if you decide to do New York Fashion Week again which I feel like I sort of touched on this at the very beginning when I kind of went on a rant but I do think that as I move forward I will be charging more for people to show there or just be there because I do think that as the sole person that's putting everything on, I do deserve to make a little bit more of a profit for the amount of months of work that it took. So I do think that and hopefully if I get it to a point where I'm able to make more off of it, then I would be able to also pay people to be there. But I think that's a much more distant goal just because I know that I'm not just going to be making like thousands upon thousands at the next show and then be able to like pay everybody and be fine because I really do need to think about paying myself first because I am putting in hours and hours of you know free labor into this pretty much so I do think I will be charging more for people to show as well as potentially for tickets but I do think if I charge more for tickets I need to be better about what VIP entails I expected to get more for the VIP bags. I emailed a lot of brands to send stuff. I even offered to like pay wholesale pricing for some of these brands because they were smaller businesses. But so many brands just like ghosted me, didn't answer or whatever. So I really wasn't able to get that much for the VIP bags. And I the only thing I was really able to get was the little lip balms from Rebrand's from Rebrand Skincare, which was so sweet of them to send over. 
But other than that, we had some soaps that Tracy brought for it. And then all the designers put in little like gifts into it. Some of, most of them did like little discount codes or whatever. So I wish I would have given more in that aspect. Granted, we did have free wine for the VIP guests. So that was actually, you know, another bonus for that. But I just wish I had more to give. So that's something I would also do is kind of like, um, build better relationship with brands beforehand and really, really push to get more stuff for VIP guests or maybe just like something else that I could give them because I feel like maybe they didn't get enough, but at the same time they did because I feel like, I don't know how much the drinks were, but I'm sure if general admissions is 50 and then you have to pay like $15 for a drink, which is pretty normal in New York, then that's 75, which is what you they paid for, but they got free wine. So I don't know, maybe it did work out, but part of me feels like maybe I could have given a little bit more there. And another thing that I would do different, um, I think I do want to do it on a weekend next time if I'm able to book it further in advance. Just because I do feel like by the time Monday night came around, a lot of people are already really tired from fashion week and like don't want to go to more shows. So I did have a few people like kind of bail last minute in terms of like influencers and people who had been going to shows. So I think I want to do it earlier on in fashion week so that people aren't burnt out yet. Um, and that way, you know, most people do show up and there's still that excitement. Yeah, I don't know. I think those are the main things that I thought about. But um, overall, I do love the way things played out. I'm very happy with the results of everything and I think that everything went pretty smoothly considering it was the first time in everything. But yeah, I also do think lighting wise, I needed to be better. So the thing is like my, I had the camera that I'm filming on, I had that one just set up as a still shot to get the full video of the entire show. And the show started at 6.30 and the sun started going down obviously and it like the venue had these beautiful windows all over. So it was super well lit during the day. Like during like the afternoon, it was the most beautiful lighting ever. And then once we got to like 6.30, whatever, it started going down. The lighting obviously got worse and I had to turn on like all the chandelier lights, which were very yellowy. So a lot of the videos were just very yellowy, which I didn't love. So I wish I would have figured that out before. And I think next time I'd want to do the show mid-afternoon so that we have that really beautiful lighting because a lot of the photographers took like pictures throughout the behind the scenes when we were doing like run-throughs of the walks and they took beautiful pictures of the models like you know doing the practice walks at that time of day and the lighting is just like phenomenal and video obviously is a lot clearer when there's better lighting so that is the one thing also that I kind of regret is that I also regret not having like videographers that are just doing like iPhone videos or like content. So I think next time I do want to have people that are also just doing like strictly iPhone content because I have videographers, but they're doing like a trailer type video of the show, not like social media videos. And then um, I had my other videographer friend who just followed me for my vlog, which was just great. And it's so funny that he was there because we went to high school together, but we were never like friends, friends in high school. We were always just like, I don't know, like friendly, like acquaintances, whatever, but never like hung out or anything. But he went to NYU and obviously I went to FIT. So when we were both in New York, we like just met up to, you know, meet up. And we've always just kept a really good, like kind of working relationship since then, which is just funny. Like back in high school, he was doing a lot of short films and I was helping with like, the wardrobe for it and telling him how people should dress for things and helping him a lot there 
And so now he helps me with like videos and stuff whenever I go to New York and it's just a fun relationship. So um, he was really helpful with that, but obviously again, not really social media content. And then the still shot that I got of the whole show, which I thought is what we were all gonna use for our social media content, which I have used, ended up being like pretty dark. So that was the one thing that I'm like, I wish we would have done better in getting that kind of content. So that's also something that I wanna consider for next time. But other than that, I feel really good about how everything went and I'm really happy with the results. Um, I can't say that enough. So yeah, I hope this was interesting for you guys. I love sharing the behind the scenes of things because I feel like nobody shares the behind the scenes of actually how to like have a show and like host your own show and like what goes behind the scenes of it. So I hope this was like insightful, maybe entertaining, whatever. I do hope to do it again next year. I don't think I'd be able to do both fashion weeks in terms of like both spring and then fall but I do think I want to just continue doing fall. So I don't think I'll be there in February, but um, I do think I'll be back in September. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there too. In terms of like what designers are going to be showing, it's like so hard because I know all the designers that showed with me are probably going to want to show with me again and I would love to do it with them again. But also it's like maybe I should like, you know, rotate it out and have other people there, but also it just went so well with them and I love them and I'm friends with them. So it'll be hard to figure out who I transition in and out or like who wants to do it again and who doesn't, whatever, because I do want to give more opportunities to more designers, but I'm also just like so content with the little group we had and like the vibes and everything. So I don't know, we will see, but yeah, it went just so great and I'm so grateful. So thank you so much for all the support. If you've supported all the videos on YouTube, if you supported all the content on TikTok and Instagram, it would mean so much because yeah, I don't know why my social media just like has been like tanking this year. And so it's been a little frustrating on that aspect, but I'm very grateful regardless for everything and hopefully I get back on track with the podcast I've decided I don't want to like push myself to have to post every week but I'm gonna try to but I also just don't want to like post to post like I want to just post when I actually have good content or when I have a good guest um I should theoretically be getting like a studio soon in terms of like my podcast network should be getting a studio in LA so then I could do actual interviews in a studio with people which is kind of what I'm waiting on because I have a lot of people in LA that I'd want to interview but I don't want to do it in my place so I'm waiting for that so that I can then interview people so that's kind of what I'm waiting on but we will see anyway I'm so grateful for you guys thank you so much for listening I will see you guys in the next episode bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube